Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Here we go. So grateful. Mm-hmm. Yes, let us begin with a blessing, as we always do. So grateful. So grateful to place my hand on my heart and declare my willingness to recognize and remember the truth. We are grateful to transcend time and space to come together for our holiness. We are grateful and thankful to leave behind any sense of lack or limitation, any interest in attack or separation, we are consciously attuning to the high vibration of our higher Holy Spirit self. We are grateful to relinquish all that creates a sense of despair and unworthiness. We are grateful to focus on our holiness. We're already as holy as holy can be. We cannot be any more free than we already are. We are willing to recognize and remember that. We're willing to celebrate it. We are truly grateful to come together for this holy purpose of healing and transformation. In gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. Yes. <laughs> yes, and yes again. So grateful. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're talking about self-worth and special relationship. I just did these worthiness workshops, which uh, were so... Uh, inspiring for me. And uh, if you're listening to this right away or live, you can do my worthiness workshop uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, October 9th. So um, that's available to you. And I'm sure I'll do it again sometime in the future, maybe later this year, because it, it felt so successful to me. And I'm so grateful that I followed the guidance and did it. So good. Really, really good. So special relationship for those who are new to A Course in Miracles. I'm just going to talk a little bit about that. I've done so many episodes of this podcast about special relationship. I encourage you to go to the archive and get them. And so you can go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast, find them there. Uh, and if, if you're on iTunes, there are two podcasts, um, but everybody else has just one. So, um, and the two podcasts, if you're on iTunes, are A Course of Miracles and A Course of Miracles Archive because they limit the number of episodes in a podcast. So you can just search wherever you're getting your podcasts uh, for special relationship in my um, podcast archive, and you'll see all those episodes. Because if it's not in the title, it's in the description. And also, by the way, if you do go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast, you will be able to also get the transcripts and you can sign up for a weekly email that we send when the transcript is ready and um, it's all published with a breakdown of what I talk about in the episode. So some people really appreciate that. And if you do, I'm glad to do it. <laughs> So special relationship versus holy relationship. The way I like to describe these two kinds of relationships that we can have, special relationship is ego-based and holy relationship is spirit-based. 
ego relationship as I perceive it. It is designed to provide shelter against the storm. Holy relationship is for our awakening, for our healing, for our expansion. Uh, The special relationship affirms that there is a storm, that there are problems, that we're unworthy, that we are not good enough, that something's wrong with us and we need shelter from that. Holy relationship affirms that we are completely and totally lovable as we are, that the love is unconditional from our Mother, Father, God, from the infinite intelligence, from our Creator, from all of life, we are loved unconditionally. So one relationship, special relationship, is an, a delusion within the illusion, and a holy relationship is awakening. It wakes us up. It brings us out of the dream into our true reality now. So relationship with other people is our number one tool in our awakening. So if you haven't called for the Holy Spirit to make your relationship holy, now's the time. Get on with it. (laughs) I don't usually like to be that direct, but I'm telling you, you will never re... Well, once your relationship is made holy, you will be so glad that you did. Now... I have done a bunch of episodes about special relationship that explain what it says in chapter 17, section 5, the healed relationship, that many people do find that the transformation from special to relationship to holy relationship is intense. It is going to bring up your stuff. So if you can't handle that, you may be avoiding having a holy relationship. But rather than try to handle it by yourself, I encourage you to partner up with the Holy Spirit. And don't go it alone. Call the angels to help you. Let it be a vehicle for your deepening spiritual practice. But many people who feel unworthy, and this is our topic today, self-worth and special relationship, many people who feel unworthy which is most people who uh, are uh, ego-identified, everybody who's ego-identified feels unworthy. Every single person, no matter how powerful they are, no matter how beautiful they are, no matter how wealthy they are, no matter how talented they are, they all feel unworthy of love if they're having special relationships. And you know you're having special relationships when you're not satisfied, when you're dissatisfied. In fact, um, uh, in chapter 16, section 7, which is entitled The End of Illusions, um, it, it talks about this in special relationship. Uh, it, it starts right off in paragraph 1. It is impossible to let the past go without relinquishing the special relationship. So if you still are experiencing the special relationship, you are still mired in the past. So that means that you will be suffering basically every day. You will have upsets every day. You will be irritated and frustrated and disappointed and hurt and all of those things because the special relationship is all about the past. It's all about the past. It says here, the special relationship is an attempt to reenact the past and change it. Imagine slights, remembered pain, past disappointments, perceived injustices, and deprivations all enter into the special relationship, which becomes a way in which you seek to restore your wounded self-esteem. Right? So we've all done this. We've all done it. Oh my gosh. Let's not hide anymore. Let's not pretend we're holier than anybody else. We're all one with each other. How could anybody be more holy than anybody else? It doesn't make any sense. It's illogical. So then 
if if you are experiencing these things, the pain, the sl- imagined slights, the past disappointments, the perceived injustices and deprivations, if you're re-experiencing that, if you notice that the people you're in relationship with have very similar issues and personalities to people you've been in relationship with in the past, you're doing exactly this. You're seeking to restore your wounded self-esteem, right? By correcting the errors of the past in a delusion, in an illusion. I'm just reading here. What basis would you have for choosing a special partner without the past? Every such choice is made because of something evil in the past to which you cling and for which must someone else atone. Okay? So this is what's going on. And it's it's not entirely conscious. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It depends on your willingness. If you're willing to know the machinations of your egoic attachments, you will become aware of them, right? And when you become aware of them, if you're like me, you start to go, oh my God, I'm more messed up than I ever realized. (laughs) But that's when you can begin to disidentify with the ego. And here is how you do that. You start to take responsibility. You start to take responsibility for how you feel instead of trying to manage or manipulate somebody else to help you feel better. When you're looking outside yourself for validation, then you're in special relationships. And there's never going to be enough validation from the external world to complete you if you feel incomplete, right? Uh, I love to refer to that Jerry Maguire movie, which I think is a great movie, and I love it so much. It really is all about special relationship and not holy relationship. The whole thing when Jerry says to, I forget what her name is, um, but his wife, you complete me. No, dude, I love you, but... You are already complete. You were complete before you met her. You were complete before you fell in love with her and married her and all those different things that you did. You were already complete. We are all complete. Why? Because we're part of God and God is complete, right? How could God be incomplete? In fact, one of the basic tenets of the Course is that God could not be complete without us And we are part of God, therefore God is complete, therefore we are complete. We are the microcosm, God is the macrocosm. So the special relationship, it says here, takes vengeance on the past. By seeking to remove suffering in the past, it overlooks the present in its preoccupation with the past, and its total commitment to it. No special relationship is experienced in the present. That should be a wake-up call for all of us because where is love? Where is the love? Remember that song? Where is the love that... I I don't know, special relationship song for sure. But anyway, um, Love is in the present moment. Love is a now thing. Love is a now system. It can only be experienced in the now. It is not in the future. It is not in the past. So love is in the now. Special relationships are all caught up in the past, right? And projections of the future. If you go down a little bit further in this section... Paragraph 5, so we're chapter 16, section 7, paragraph 5. In the special relationship, it does not seem to be an act out of vengeance that you seek. doesn't seem to, but it is. And even when the hatred and the savagery break briefly through, like when you have an argument with your loved one, the illusion of love is not profoundly shaken. The illusion will hold. The illusion of love, that shelter from the storm. Yet the one thing the ego never allows to reach awareness is that the special relationship 
is the acting out of vengeance on yourself. On yourself. That's right. That's why it has so much to do with our sense of self-worth. So when we have a special relationship, it could be a fantasy relationship, it could be a real, or we could say um, a relationship you're having in the world of form, an actual relationship. You could be married, it could be your dog. But when you're looking to get validation and completion and affirmation and sustenance from the people you're in relationship with, that's a special relationship. And it every minute of it affirms that you are not whole, you are not complete, you are not worthy of love, not real love. The best you can do is this d- illusion and delusion. Jesus says to us, in seeking the special relationship, you look not for glory in yourself. You have denied that it is there. And the relationship becomes your substitute for it. And vengeance becomes your substitute for atonement. And the escape from vengeance becomes your loss. So... When we settle for special relationship, thinking it's the best we can do, there's the affirmation of our unworthiness. There's the vengeance instead of atonement, right? Atonement is when we recognize that there's unity and oneness. There always has been, there always will be. There is no separation. So the special relationship is the best tool in the ego toolkit to keep us from recognizing the oneness of all life. And the holy relationship is the best tool in the toolkit of the Holy Spirit to help us realize that we are perfect, that we're already as holy as holy can be. And our only... Hmm only directive really is to choose the holy relationship and put the holy spirit in charge now i will say quite honestly that for most people when they choose that holy relationship just like it says in chapter 17 section 5 the healed relationship that most people find that to be incredibly challenging and most people will actually give up the holy relationship the hope of holy relationship and go back and 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 actually they'll abandon the relationship altogether and go start a new relationship it's very tempting it's very tempting this is why i speak out about it all the time um it it's it's Jesus tells us, this is the time for faith. Put your faith in the Holy Spirit. You let this goal be set for you. That was an act of faith. Do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced. So what what happens is when we ask for the relationship to be made holy, everything that's unholy about it is going to be exposed. And it's kind of like riding a bucking bronco. You're trying to stay on the bronco, right? I once rode the bull at Gillies. <laughs> Do you remember Urban Cowboy, a famous movie with John Travolta and Deborah Winger? And there's that scene where she rides the, the bull at Gillies. Well, back in the day, back in the 80s, I was in whatever town that was. I don't remember where that bull that mechanical bull is, and I have somewhere, and I've got a t-shirt that says, I rode the bull at Gillies. Uh, anyway, um, that is not, that is not an easy thing to learn how to do. That is, I, I, I would never want to do that again. <laughs> I did not enjoy that experience. Um, and I love roller coasters and things, but that was not fun. And that, that's what happens for most people. And it, it, what Jesus warns us, for once the unholy relationship, the special relationship, has accepted the goal of holiness, it can never again be what it was. 
the temptation of the ego becomes extremely intense with this shift in goals, for the relationship has not yet been changed sufficiently to make its former goal completely without attraction, and its structure is threatened by the recognition of its inappropriateness for meeting its new purpose. So in other words, what happens is we are inside this special relationship that we now begin to really see as being so dysfunctional. So dysfunctional. And there's no chance of it ever making us happy as it is. And we do not know how to change it. And if we don't trust the Holy Spirit yet, and how many of us do, very few, we're going to say, I either have to abandon the holy relationship or abandon this relationship, get the heck out because it is a steaming pile of poo, and I've got to go create another relationship. And the only kind we know is special. So we just go back and start all over again. So that's why I'm such a huge proponent and why I talk about this frequently is the very best gift we can give to ourselves is not to abandon that stinking pile of poo and say, Spirit, I'm going to have faith in you. I am going to trust you. What Jesus says is the conflict between the goal and the structure of the relationship is so apparent that they cannot coexist. You realize, oh my gosh, this relationship is... It seems untenable as it is. How could it ever be made holy? Well, it can be if you let the Holy Spirit do it. But you have to not give up. You have to hold on to it. You have to pray. And that's exactly what I did with all my relationships. All my relationships. And there are some that still feel a little less than holy, but they improve all the time, all the time. And in so many of my relationships where I was pained and where I felt so upset all the time and I would get triggered all the time, all of that became holy, all of it. And I'm peaceful in those relationships now. And I'm so grateful. All my friends, they're holy relationships for me. I don't get triggered, and occasionally other people in my relationships get triggered, but I have the skill set to take responsibility, to not exacerbate it, and I am so grateful for that. That is my joy and happiness. That makes me the happy learner. Yes. So hang in there. Hang in there. Because it is about your self-worth. If you abandon that special relationship while it's being made holy, you're saying that on one level, you're saying, I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. I can only have a special relationship. Spirit won't help me. I am not worth it. And I'd just like to say, this is what we work on in all my classes, in Finding Freedom, in my boot camp, and in my year-long Masterful Living. It is core to our curriculums, doing this work on special relationship. And just having the holiest relationship that we're willing to have in this moment. And making it so it's not like riding a bucking bronco, making it so that it is unfolding with as much ease and grace as possible. Because that's what I see happens in Finding Freedom in Masterful Living, is that people hang in there and they take responsibility and they do partner up with the Holy Spirit. And it's so much easier and there's so much support for them while they're doing it, if they're in these classes. And by the way, that's why I'm offering Finding Freedom right here, right now. At the end of the year, it'll be the last time for about six months. So if you're interested, join me. 
because the amount of healing you can have during the holiday time is extraordinary. I see it every year. This is the 12th year, and I am so excited for the healing that folks are going to have this fall. It is just, it's so wonderful. It's a relief, and it does help us really transform that low self-esteem, that that sense of not feeling appreciated. Oh, who wants to go through that again, another holiday season where you've got upsets around Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all the different holidays that are coming up and feeling unworthy and unlovable and left out and all these different things. And you're trying to control and manipulate and manage your family to get in line with what you'd like to do enough already enough. If you've had enough, check out my finding freedom class. You can have a free exploratory call with one of my spiritual counselors who has counseled many people through it. They've helped facilitate and they've certainly done the class themselves. So that's my pitch for finding freedom. And it is time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So we're talking about self-worth and special relationship. My, my heartfelt wish is that you listening to this would be inspired to listen to the other episodes about special relationship and holy relationship and that you would call for the Holy Spirit to make your relationship holy and that you would uh, use the tools that you have, either the ones you intuit, the ones you've gotten from me, if you're in Finding Freedom, if you're in Masterful Living, that you would really do everything you can to make all your relationships holy. It is challenging. You know, this work is not for the sissies. (laughs) It's for the strong of heart, and it makes us strong of heart. It strengthens our heart beyond anything we ever imagined we could have. Truly, this I know. And I'm not the only one that proves it all the time because I see hundreds of people in Finding Freedom Masterful Living community doing it all the time. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Right now I've been doing one-on-ones with folks in Masterful Living. It's part of our curriculum. And... Ah, people, you know, even people who have not done a lot of work this year, they've still seen real, tangible improvements. And those who have really put an effort into it and put attention on it have seen tremendous results. Tremendous. It's so heartening that when we do this work, when we actually live these principles of A Course in Miracles and we apply them day after day after day, when we know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, where to do it, it is deeply, powerfully healing and restorative. It restores our self-esteem. It restores our self-confidence. It restores our self-worth, all of which comes from being loving. Everything comes from being loving. Love is the only healer that there is. There is no other healer. So if we are not being loving, if we're tied to the ego perceptions, 
by our belief system. If we are not actively unhooking that every day, we're going to continue to suffer and be miserable. And what I was saying in Masterful Living yesterday is that I see the higher we rise, right? The, The more clear our awareness is, the more we take out the trash from our consciousness, and the more we recognize our divinity, the bigger the challenges we will have, but they are easier to handle. This is a guarantee, right? So we see world spiritual leaders like the Dalai Lama deeply challenged all the time, but he's able to be happy, he's able to live a good and productive life, and he is able to be a light to the whole world. But he has huge challenges. And he has learned to turn them over and to be that teacher of God that he was born to be. And we are each born to be a teacher of God. We're designed that way. And if that's not how we're living inside our relationships, inside our family, inside our workplace, inside our friendships, then it's because we've settled for special relationships. But who's teaching about this when we're growing up? I didn't know. So uh, one of the things that I hear all the time from folks in Finding Freedom and Masterful Living who are doing this work is that they realize, oh, these friendships that I have, they're totally special relationships. They're codependent. And I, I know for myself, I used to have the kinds of relationships where I literally would think, okay, I'm supposed to see them once a month and call them twice a month. And that's my obligation in this relationship to keep it going. Well, what? Why would I keep it going if I feel obligated? Why am I doing that? So when I started to really live the teachings of A Course in Miracles, I just stopped all that. If I feel inspired to call, I'll call. If I feel inspired to get together with somebody, I'll get together with somebody. But I don't need to do it to check off something on a list. This is one of the things that many spiritual students, if not all spiritual students, go through. is They go through a period of sorting out. It's right there in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4, What Are the Characteristics of God's Teachers? The section, Development of Trust. It's one of the stages of our development of trust, a period of sorting out, right? And and we, we must really be willing to say, what am I doing? What is my motivation? Is it ego or is it love? And, and it can be confusing, right? So if I'm maintaining a friendship that does not nourish me, What am I doing? I'm doing it because I feel unworthy of a nourishing friendship. So rather than making time for a nourishing friendship, I'm investing my energy, my time, my money in affirming my unworthiness with this unsatisfying relationship. So what I did was I gave all those friendships, all my friendships, whether they were satisfying or not, I gave them all to the Holy Spirit to make them holy. And some relationships did go through some some challenges and all became holy. And some friendships just dissipated. The people were no longer interested in connecting with me. I was not interested in connecting with me, them. I love them. But I don't need to hang out with them. It's okay. It's okay. We don't need to hang out with everybody. There's not enough time anyway. (laughs) So what's important is that the relationship is nourishing and nurturing. 
Now, some relationships, we are giving more, it seems, in the world of form. And, but if we're giving to get something from that person, then that's an ego special relationship. But if we're giving because we feel called to give, because that person is challenged or struggling, and we feel called to give, not to make ourselves feel better, not to make ourselves feel worthy or generous or anything like that. So we're giving up all of those egoic binding behaviors in order to affirm all are worthy of great, nourishing, loving relationships. All are worthy. All When we do not feel worthy of love, that's when we are trying to manage, control, and manipulate our relationships to give us what we think we need. It's a huge act of self-love to surrender those habits. And uh, as we are coming to the holidays now... I I always like to make a huge pitch for doing this transformation, this relationship transformation during the holidays and before the holidays. And by the way, I'm going to be offering a couple of uh, things I, I, I hope in November. Uh, aside from Masterful Living Registration will open in November, uh, for 2020, uh, I'm going to also do, I think in November, a class on the Enneagrams uh, because I think it does help with relationship healing and our relationship with ourself and our personality, very healing work and personality work and also offering a uh, some classes in forgiveness and in grief grief recovery. So you can be on the lookout for those things. And in our transformation of our special relationships and the impetus to to do it and to have holy relationships, it brings benefit to everyone in our lives. It does. I've seen it. It spirals out to the people we're closest to and then beyond and beyond and beyond that. I was just talking with someone yesterday in Masterful Living that uh, was telling me their relationship with their spouse greatly improved. Greatly improved. They don't fight as much. And it's all because the person started to apply these principles of A Course in Miracles and really live them, really live them. And not just their spouse, but their parents, seeing those relationships improve as well. And then the children, relationships with the children. You know, I, I, one of the most intense issues I see in this world of relationships that people have is I've had the blessing, the great blessing to work with many moms who have very, very difficult relationships with their daughters where their daughters are estranged from them. Their daughters won't speak to them anymore. Uh, And being able to support them in having healing and transformation in those relationships is such an honor to me. And what I've seen, and I see it in part because I had a difficult relationship with my mother until the last part of her life, um, until after she was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer. And I wouldn't wish that for anybody else. So what I've seen is doing this work that we do in the classes is that many 
daughters feel hatred towards their mothers because their mothers are afraid of them. And so their mothers are trying to please them and trying to keep them happy and doing far too much. And the daughters feel manipulated by their mothers. The mothers are actually trying really hard not to manipulate them. They don't see that all their placating and all the extra things that they do and all the ways that they let their daughters get away with treating them badly is actually trying to manipulate their daughters to like them and to love them. And it ferments a kind of uh, special hatred toward their mother, that their mother is not standing up to them, that their mother's not being honest with them, that their mother is trying to control and manipulate them with kindness, even with treating them special. And um, if that goes on for a long time, and if the mother is genuinely afraid of the daughter's anger and upset, it, it does create this super dysfunctional relationship. And the, I've seen it time and time again that the mother's are coming to me or the daughters are coming to me and that um, it's just a very, very dysfunctional relationship. But it can be healed by the Holy Spirit if we allow it. And that transformation and that return to love is so precious. It's so precious. And because it also affects the whole family. Right, and it affects all the relationships that both the daughter and the mother have. And I don't know, maybe I, I ought to do a special class on that, but I'd rather just do that work within finding freedom or masterful living because then many, many people are benefiting that way. So what what I've seen is that, you see, when a, a mother her self-worth is compromised, she will be in that codependent relationship with her daughter and maybe with uh, her spouse, her other children, but particularly with that daughter and trying to please the daughter, make the daughter happy and get the love from the daughter. And it's very manipulative. It's very controlling. Even when, like I said, it seems like the mother is just letting the daughter do whatever she wants. It's still manipulative and controlling, and the daughter knows it, even if the daughter can't articulate it. Like for me, I would get so mad at my mother when she was trying to please me and make me happy, and I knew that she was sacrificing her own sense of self-worth and self-esteem and offering to just be inauthentic with me and not be truthful with me. Or I, I could just feel my mother was trying to manipulate me to get my approval by trying to please me. And I couldn't stand it. It made me so angry. And I then would lash out at my mother and she never made me stop. And my father would get mad too, but then he and I would get into a big fight. And then my mother would blame me for antagonizing my father. And it was a vicious circle that we were in for many, many years. And uh, it left me feeling completely unlovable. What is wrong with me? My parents love me. They're trying to help me. Why does it make me so angry? Why am I, I must be just completely bad. I must be evil. That was the meaning I made of it. So every single time my mother was trying to placate me or please me or make me happy, all of that meaning that I made of these patterns would get triggered. And my sense of self-hatred and helplessness hopelessness would get triggered and I would become furious, so, so angry, so impossible to deal with, so difficult. I didn't know how to explain it. 
I, they even took me to a therapist. Therapist sure didn't help, really. Not really. Because the therapist didn't understand it. I understand it now. And I'm so grateful that my mother and I got to a holy relationship before she passed. And we had a number of months basking in the beauty of the holy relationship together. I'm super, super grateful for that. So grateful. And it was me taking responsibility, me doing the work, me being all in for spirit, me saying, I will not succumb to these patterns anymore. I'm giving it up to the Holy Spirit and demanding a holy relationship of myself, of my higher Holy Spirit self. In uh, Course in Miracles, Chapter 18, Section 2, which is called The Basis of the Dream, it says uh, in Paragraph 5, In your waking dreams, right, that's our ego reality, the special relationship has a special place. It is the means by which you try to make your sleeping dreams come true. From this, you do not waken. The special relationship is your determination to keep your hold on unreality and to prevent yourself from waking. And while you see more value in sleeping than in waking, you will not let go of it. And then later in chapter 18, section 8, which is entitled The Little Garden, in paragraph 12, Jesus says, Be sure of this. Love has entered your special relationship and entered fully at your weak request. You do not recognize that love has come because you have not yet let go of all the barriers you hold against your brother. And you and he will not be able to give love welcome separately. We have to do it together. We can't do it separately. You could no more know God alone than he knows you without your brother. But together you could no more be unaware of love then love could you could know you not or fail to recognize itself in you. So the holy relationship will unfold. And as it's unfolding, be sure of this, love has entered your special relationship and entered fully, even at your weak request. You may not recognize the love has come because you haven't yet let go of all the barriers you hold against the person you're in relationship with. But no, together is the only way that you can really welcome love and recognize the love is there. And that's why willingness is all that is required. Willingness, willingness, willingness. So we can let go of the armor, that the armor against our holiness that the special relationship is. It takes courage. In chapter 16, section 5, paragraph 10, Jesus says, If you perceived the special relationship as a triumph over God, would you want it? If you knew it was a block to God, if you knew it was a block to love, would you want it? You see how it affirms your lack of worthiness of love when you settle for a special relationship. When you, a special relationship is filled with this, you're trying to please people and you're disappointed. You feel unappreciated. You feel unrecognized. You're trying to do more and do more and do more to get that sense of love and completion. You're trying to either get it back or you're trying to get it for the first time. You could be doing it with your dog, your boss, your coworker, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your spouse, your children. 
anybody that you feel in any way you're trying to please them, to make them happy, that you're trying to be their source of happiness, even one of their many sources of happiness. You're trying to control and manipulate them. You are in a special relationship. And it's all an affirmation of your unlovability. I learned this myself. My most special relationships, the most difficult relationships I've ever had, showed me, ah, there's my unworthiness showing up. I'm affirming my belief in it by trying to make this relationship work. I decided to stop making any of my relationships work. I give it to the Spirit for healing. 100%. It's yours. You heal it. You do with it what you will. Build it up. Tear it down. It's yours, God. That was bold. That was bold. And it worked for me. And I've never, ever regretted it. Never. Not for one second. Not for one moment. I've always been grateful for what the Holy Spirit did for me in all of my relationships. I could not have done it myself. But you see, this is what we do. We try and manage and and manipulate our relationships on our own to be what we think they would be. And then when we're like, oh, I just, you know, what have you done for me lately? I've got to get out of this relationship. This relationship is just, it's never going to be what I want it to be. I've got to get out of it. So then we abandon all the effort we put into it instead of just letting it be transformed into a holy relationship. And I just want to make this last point. It doesn't have to be riding a bucking bronco to be in the transformation to a healed relationship. It doesn't have to be. But it will feel like that if we are not committed to it. Yeah. So... If finding freedom is right for you right now, you'll feel it, you'll know it. Check out everything that I've written about it at the jenniferhadley.com. You can find the details about finding freedom, and I welcome you. Ah, And thank you to all the people who donate to make it possible for this podcast, because it does take quite a few people, the transcripts and all the different technology. So thank you. I love you. Grateful and thankful to place my hand on my heart and to know that we are blessed and that we are healing. We share the benefits of our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.